listening to the Ombre Academy podcast. You're listening to the Ombre Academy podcast. You're listening to the Ombre Academy podcast. Welcome, I'm Megan. This is the Ombre Academy podcast. On this episode, I'm speaking with Rebecca Cornick, the director of our preschool and pre-primary. Today, we talked about the advantages of Ombre's preschool and pre-primary program, what a day in the life looks like, and adapting to changes to online learning. I just want you to t- tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me where you came from. Tell me how you got to Armbre. Um, Well, I was born in Ottawa. And then when I was about uh, 15, I did a co-op placement at uh, one of the local Montessori schools. It was quite a big school. It went from preschool to grade 12 as an after-school supervisor and at lunch. And then eventually I became uh, a teacher's assistant, basically. And I loved it working there. I just loved it. And that's when I first knew that I really wanted to work in a school and really, really wanted to work with children. In fact, when I started my own summer camp when I was 12 years old. Stop. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the kids just came to my backyard or my friend's backyard. And we just had six children and organized games and events and different things for the kids. So we did that every day during the summer. Oh, that is so fun. That's deep in your blood. <laughs> 12 years old, having kids yeah. under your wing. I, I, I loved it. So uh-huh. I and then so then I knew I, so then I did the co-op placement. And um, that was just a great experience, a really positive experience. And actually, it's really funny as I was doing my co-op placement downstairs with the the young the students I worked with were uh, three years old to six years old. And then one of our teachers at Armbre, he was actually one of the students upstairs in the same high school. And oh, we didn't, yeah. just Such small, a small world. Very small world. We didn't discover that until years later. But um, yeah, just so funny. Um, so then after that, I went to Ottawa University. I did my Bachelor of Arts degree with a focus in psychology. But then I did some counseling and I volunteered as a counselor and I also worked at uh, a group home. So working with young youth who were homeless youth and they were they needed support. And so I did that for a year and um, that was very hard for me. I really realized I wear my heart on my sleeve and uh and yeah, I just, I decided to sort of change paths after that. <laughs> so I, then I went to, decided I would go back to do my Montessori teacher's training. And um, because I'd already worked in Montessori school and I was very passionate about Montessori. So I went back to my Montessori teacher's training. Can you explain what Montessori is? Yeah, for sure. So Montessori is a special philosophy and Montessori, Maria Montessori in 1905 developed this curriculum. And it's basically, it was really supports um, students everything is within the classroom so there's handmade uh, wooden materials and everything the children can take off the shelf and they can do it on their own they actually just need a little bit of guidance but everything is that they can do completely on their own and self-correcting and so the whole the whole philosophy really really um promotes independence and it really talks about valuing the child and um, caring for the child and caring for the environment and mutual respect. That's basically in a nutshell, (laughs) I'm sorry, it's a little bit more complicated than that. So they get the materials and there's 10 different pieces and they have to count to 10, then they have to put back all 10 pieces to make it work. So yeah, I'd have right. to show you in person. <laughs> <laughs> but but basically, she talked a lot about in 1905, um, many of the schools uh, in Italy where she worked 
they didn't have the support for the children or they didn't respect the children. The desks were big. So she created really uh, child-sized desks and child-sized chairs. And so it was really for the children and not and not for adults in a children's world, not, not an adult's world inviting the children. It was right. for the children. Um, so and then so, yeah, she really talked a lot about respecting the child and, and promoting independence and valuing the child. So you did your Montessori training. Where did you say? I said it, I did it in Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. So it was just a one-year intense course, and I really wanted to do that because then um, it meant that I could. It was internationally recognized, so I could travel with that um, with that teacher's qualification. So I did lots of traveling. Um, I lived in South Africa for a year. I lived in New Zealand for a year. And in both in South Africa, I volunteered at schools in South Africa. I worked at a Montessori school in New Zealand. I worked in a Montessori school. Yeah, I just had amazing experiences traveling. And then how did you end up coming back to Arambray? Eventually, <laughs> sorry, it's a long story. Eventually, I lived in, uh, from there, I moved to, so I met my partner in South Africa, and then we moved to England, and we lived in England for five years. And uh, when we got to England, I worked at the Montessori School for a year, and then I did my um, my teacher's training in um, the, basically my Bachelor of Education in England, just has a different name in England. And uh, then I got a job working as a primary teacher. So I worked in a little small rural school in England for almost five years and uh, taught there. And that was just an amazing experience. It was, school was right on the coastline, so it was, it was stunning. But then after five years, I started to miss Canada. Mm. So... Um, Adam and I kind of had a deal that if I, Adam, my partner, if we moved back to Canada, that um, he got to choose where we lived in Canada. So as long as we were on Canadian soil, I was happy. And then he got to choose where in Canada. And so he did a little bit of research and he'd already lived in Ottawa and he lived in Vancouver with me. Uh, but so he looked all over and then he um, saw Lawrencetown had great swell and <laughs> <laughs> so we I'd never been to Halifax before wow. before that and then we we came here for a weekend and we just fell in love with Halifax we fell in love with just how friendly the people were it was just everyone was so kind everyone we met was so welcoming everyone we met was so generous to to encourage us to to get settled here so it was we're just amazing we felt at home right away okay so then we moved here probably a year after that yeah so uh and then how did armbury come into the picture so then we then once we got settled here um then i went to i just basically went to many schools just introducing myself and bringing my cv around and uh, asking to volunteer and i popped into armbury and i met the director of the the preschool pre-primary then and I came in right away to work right at that moment and that was in about uh my goodness that was years ago that was um in 2009 yeah and then so I worked on and off at Armbre part-time um and I really enjoyed it as soon as I stepped into Armbre I know it just felt the warmth and it was just such a lovely community feeling everyone was so supportive everyone was so welcoming um, so I enjoyed working there the minute I stepped in the door. 
And then what did you take on the role of being the director of the preschool pre-primary program? Yeah, so it wasn't for a couple of years later. After I, I had my own children, I started my own business. I started my own toddler Montessori program in my house. So I did that for a few years when my own children were very little. And then um, in 2015, I started working as the preschool pre-primary director. Okay. Yeah, sorry, we got there in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about the um, advantages of Armbray's pre-primary program? The pre-primary program, you know, we are a very close-knit school. It's a really warm community. So right away, as soon as the students are part of the pre-program, pre-primary program, they feel part of a community. They feel part of a school. So that's one huge uh, advantage. And the class sizes are small. So right away, Everyone is, it's inclusive, it's everyone feels included and they feel like they, they are part of a community. So what about some of the philosophies? What are your, what are your overall philosophies in running the program? Yeah, for sure. Our classroom um, is a very inclusive environment. We, you know, there's mutual respect, there's kindness, there's support. We really like to treat each child as an individual and to follow their interests. And really, we have sort of four components or philosophies or pedagogical approaches that we that we follow. The four components are, so we have play-based learning. So in play-based learning, that's where they learn through play. And play-based parent learning is fantastic for socializing, for learning to negotiate, for learning um, to risk-take, and, and for social development and emotional development. And then we also, we do have aspects of the Montessori uh, philosophy, for sure, and and we do have actually some of the Maria Montessori's materials um, that the ch- children can use independently. Um, and like I said, the Montessori philosophy really focuses on promoting independence and really valuing the child and um, and also showing respect for the child, showing respect for the environment, teaching the children to respect the environment and the classroom. And um, also a third component is we are a part of a school. So we do, I meet with the primary teacher uh, regularly. So we follow some of Ombre's curriculum. So we do also have a structured component to our program where there is a mathematical development and language arts. And we follow the same Jolly Phonics program that primary class follows. And um, so, yeah, it's, that's, that's definitely another aspect of it. Um, and we also, another component is we love the outdoors. We spend lots of time out in the outdoors. We love hikes. We love being active. We love um, being creative in the outdoor area. We really want the outdoor area to be an extension of our classroom. And what do you think about preschool and pre-primary program being embedded within a larger school? These children are around older students starting from the get-go. Do you, do you see any advantages or what do you think they are? Absolutely. Like right away... All of the students just feel the warmth and all of the older students love the younger students. They are desperate to visit our classroom or, or, or constantly ask me if they can volunteer. And um, so right away, the, the young students in my class, they, they love that. And also we have prefects. So prefects from grade 11 and 12 will come to visit our classroom or even right now during COVID, we'll meet them outside. Mm. Um, so that's a really lovely feeling and you just feel like you're part of something much much bigger and it's exciting for this student and also we have a fantastic gym we get to use we have a fantastic music studio we get to use we have a library all of these things the the students in my class even at three years old have access to you know i meet with the primary teacher um 
on a regular basis just to talk about the curriculum and talk about her curriculum. And, you know, she meets with the grade one uh, teacher. And so we want to make sure that there's a lot of consistency and continuity with the curriculum, for even from, you know, right from the pre-primary program all the way up. So um, one of the programs we have is called Jolly Phonics. And uh, Jolly Phonics is a really, really fun way to learn to read and write. And there's a lot of kinesthetic learning. There's a lot of, um, so which means like actions to help you learn. And um, so for instance, if the, so a lot of the children know the names of the letter. They've been singing the alphabet song since they were two years old. So they know the names of the letters, but we want to show them and teach them the letter sounds. So for instance, A is ah, 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 ah. And, and you actually take a little, pretend you have a little ant going up your arm, you say, and there's a little song and it's like the ant goes up the arm, the ant goes up the arm. So... Each letter has its own sound and, and and a little song and a little action for each letter. So by the time the children have learned all of them, are very comfortable with them, and they've been practicing these forever and having so much fun doing it, singing them and dancing and, um, and dancing to the, all of them, then they see the word cat, for instance, and they're like, oh, yeah, cuh, at And they're doing little actions. You can't say it, but they're doing little actions as they, as they do it. It's so fun and next thing I know is they're reading and uh, they're really excited about this so that's one of the programs that we use in our class and also we have the math curriculum we're following we we we, I learn a lot about what they're doing in math and I try to make sure that I am teaching skills and teaching the mathematical language so that they are so there's continuity and consistency all the way through and science hands-on science um, experiments and so that if the children learn scientific language and they get to really explore with all the different um, variables of all the experience, <laughs> experiments they're doing. It must be incredible to see at the beginning of the year when the children come in your doors and then they leave at the end yeah. of the year, the amount of learning that they would have, that they have under their belt is incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. It is amazing to see. And it's even just developing social relationships and developing bonds with friendships and mm. language development. And um, that's just incredible to see as well. And and the parents say that too. They're like, well, I can't believe it. They, you know, they, yeah, they're, they're just grown so much in so many mm-hmm. different ways, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing to see. It's amazing to be a part of that. Right. Yeah. Like, and then I get them for two years. I'm very lucky. You are. <laughs> and then it's not too far of a transition for them to go from one, one classroom to the next. Absolutely not. So. In fact, we are very lucky. We're connected to the primary class. So yeah. we get to pop in there whenever we want. So okay. yeah, it's easy. I mean, the environment that you've created, Rebecca, is unbelievable. Like you go down into that classroom and the kids just swarm you with love and affection and they're so excited to see you and they want you to sit down on the carpet and read a book with them. I don't know how you do it, but like, (laughs) what is the secret sauce? You know what? We have such a lovely class. Every year I've worked there, it's just been such, such a lovely families, lovely children, um, and the teachers I work with, oh my goodness, I can't say enough good things about them. They are just fantastic. They're just nurturing and caring and have such great ideas. So, you know, my goodness, that helps. I just love working with them too. And I think, you know, we just make a great team. Taking care of three and four-year-olds day after day, Rebecca, is not an easy task. Like, how do you, how do you stay relevant how do you stay encouraged how do you like that's exhausting how do you stay inspired (laughs) well definitely the students they help me you know like if I say if so we really listen to the children too they really really help us with our planning and helping with help us with um what we're what we're doing next so 
we really listen to them. So if they're really into the solar system and we're reading books about the solar system and they're interested in that, we will find facts. We will start making solar systems. We will start doing uh, songs and stories about solar systems, acting out stories about solar systems, and the children just love it. Like it's based they, on what they want, what their interests. Yeah, about yeah. their interests. So, you know, they'll come to school one day and go, do you know that 1.3 million Earths can fit into the sun? And you're like, <laughs> wow, I, this job is way, so much fun. Like, it just, it, that is so invigorating, right? And it just makes you want to want to do more all the time and it keeps your energy level up. It's a different time now. How have you dealt with continuing to run this program virtually in an online kind of a learning environment? Yeah. Even in the classroom, the students just amazed me. You know, they had to wear masks every single day. But these students are so resilient and their parents have been so supportive through everything that, you know, there's been, it hasn't even been changed. It's been some little shifts and, um, it's, it's just been amazing. You know, I had one child cry one day because, not because she had to wear a mask, but because the nose wasn't clipping on her nose properly. So she th- didn't think it was effective. <sighs> so, you know, they're just amazing. Yes, it's, it's tough for, I'm sure it's tough for the children. Definitely it's tough for the teachers because we love our jobs and we want to be with those students. We want mm. to be um, with them in person and do all the activities we can do in the classroom and go outside and play and explore and do arts and crafts outdoors and things like that. And right now we can't do that. Tell us about what you are going to do this summer. Am I going to ride my practice keep riding my bike? And Owen, oh, what's your favorite thing about school? Um, playing outside. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Yes. And what do you like playing outside? Um, playing on the playground. So the online, we've been meeting at least twice a day right now, and we have lots of activities to do different worksheets that the parents could print and then we meet with the children twice a day online and just do lots of songs lots of stories get them to bring us some um, activities or projects that they're working on to show us Uh, we meet in smaller groups in the afternoon which we find really really helpful uh, so the children get more attention you know just try to make it as exciting and different and fun for them as possible Uh, this morning for instance we met with my brother-in-law my brother-in-law who lives in South Africa and and uh, he showed the monkeys in his backyard. Oh, that's a highlight. <laughs> he tried to anyway. He was, uh, it was very difficult to see them online from mm-hmm. Africa. But uh, so just doing that, we're talking about African um, uh, animals and we've been, and the children were interested in reading about different animals from Africa and Australia. So we've been doing that. And um, yeah, so this morning was fun. It was, uh, it was different just to even show them the different environment, the landscape. Let's keep our fingers crossed. September is going to come. And we're going to be back to our new normal and they can be in the classroom with you all day. I hope so. My fingers are crossed that it might be even sooner than that, Megan. Oh, okay. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Armbray Academy in 18 minutes and 87 seconds. For more information, go to our website, armbray.ns.ca.